Yawis Kanakaguego. I'm thankful you're well. It's that time of week again, so that means you're listening to Gaino. Gaino is a Seneca word for music or song. I'm your host, Brett Maybe, and each week we, of course, take a listen to some amazing music from different indigenous artists from all across Turtle Island. Enjoy today's music and chat. I'm excited to welcome Crystal Shawanda of the Wikwigom First Nation to the show. She got her start as an award-winning country music artist. She had a hit on the charts in the U.S., won a Juno, and was on the fast track to being a superstar. She walked away from that and decided to re-emerge as a blues artist, and she's had an equally amazing career thus far. She's five albums in. We're going to be discussing her brand new album, Midnight Blue. So without further ado, it's the title track, and you're listening to Gyno. Midnight Blues, the title track of the brand new release from the one and only Crystal Shawanda. Welcome back to today's Gyno Conversation. I'm incredibly excited to welcome this songstress to the air and to the show today. 
so without further ado, let's just hop right into it. We have a lot to talk about, a lot of incredible music. Now we scan out. I'm thankful you're well. How are you doing today? Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm doing wonderful today. Thank you. Thank you so much for spending a few minutes to talk with me, to introduce your great tunes to my listeners. And we have so much to cover today. You have an illustrious career. Um, I mean, we're, we're talking what? This is the eighth studio album that you've released right now? Yes, yes, absolutely. For the sake of the new listener and for people who may not be familiar with your work, I was wondering if you would do me the honor and tell us a little bit about yourself today. Yes, absolutely. Well, I'm from the Weequemcong First Nations. That's on Manitoulin Island, which is the largest freshwater island in the world here in Ontario, Canada. Mm. And I grew up in a very, very tight-knit, close, loving family. And I grew up in a family that loved music. Um, my dad was a closet singer and guitar player. My mom loved to sing along with the radio. And from an early age, I could see that my family, you know, kind of leaned on music almost like as if it was cheap therapy. Oh. You know, depending on the kind of day they were having, that's the kind of music that they would listen to. <laughs> and I, I would watch the way music would just turn their bad days around. And all of a sudden, they were having a good day. And, and that's what I wanted to do for other people. I wanted to make music that would make people have a better day. And so I just started singing as soon as I could make noise. And I jumped on stage when I was six years old at a school concert. And uh, I started getting paid to do when I was 10. And, wow. and I just never looked back. So it's all I've ever done. There's there's never been a plan B. Music has always been my life. <laughs> wow. Yeah. No, that's a lot of fun to really put into perspective because I think that's what draws a lot of musicians in is the ability to be able to uh, have that kind of a, a great effect on people when we need it most. I think, you know, you really tap into whether you realize it or not, like a lot of the ancestral reasoning for the connection that we all collectively had to music in the first place, you know? Yeah, definitely. We find our sameness in song and we find healing in music. And, and uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely, you know, something we've always done as a people. We're going to be talking more specifically and in-depth about Midnight Blues as we get into the conversation. Uh, and, of course, as I was mentioning, uh, this album release is going to be your eighth album. Uh, and it is a blues album, as the name implies, but you got your start more on the countryside. Yeah, definitely. I, I grew up in a house where we listened to all styles of music. You know, for us... There was just good music and bad music. And so I sang everything when I was a kid. But, you know, out of necessity, as far as needing gigs, I, I kind of reached towards country music more. And, you know, that was something my dad always said to me. You know, around here, there's only country music gigs. So if you want a gig, maybe you should sing country music for now. And so that's kind of how my path started with country music. And, and uh, you know, but it was like old country. Like I grew up on like Hank Williams Sr. and Johnny Cash and Patsy Cline and Loretta Lynn. Yeah. And so that's the kind of music that I was singing. And, you know, I grew up on those stories about Nashville and Music Row and the Grand Ole Opry. And, and uh, you know, by the grace of God, my dad was a truck driver. So we started taking trips down to Tennessee when I was 12 years old. And I actually recorded my first album in Nashville when I was 13 years oh, old. Wow. Uh, so, yeah, so, you know, I was, you know, and the first time I got up to sing in Nashville, I knew that Nashville would someday be a big part of my life, and I just couldn't wait to jump in and, and be a part of the music scene on in Nashville. So I, when I was 16 years old, I actually I did what I say was the best and worst thing I ever did, <laughs> and I, was, I dropped out of high school uh -oh. at 16 and moved to Nashville. Um, you know, but my parents were really supportive, um, and, uh, and yeah, and, and from there I just jumped right in head first. <laughs> yeah. uh, how many albums did you release as a country artist? Um, as a country artist, I, I signed my first uh, publishing deal when I was about 22 years old, and then I signed my first big record deal with RCA Records when I was 25, and we released my first um, release after that. So I put out a country album called Dawn of a New Day, and it went to the top 15 on the Billboard charts in America. Mm -hmm. And then we released my second country album, Just Like You, and, and with, that award, with that album, I won my first Juno Award wow. in Canada and performed at the Macy's Day, Thanksgiving Day Parade. 
Um, so yeah, so that was kind of you know my and I and throughout that my country career while I put out those like, country albums, I got to perform at the Grand Ole Opry several times, and and I actually got to do one of those performances with my hero Loretta Lynn. So it, oh. it, you know I had a I had a mind blowing uh, country short stint country music career. <laughs> well, and we'll get more into the specifics on why you make the jump to blues when we come back from this first block of music. But needless to say. Uh, it really becomes apparent then that was quite the risky move. I mean, it would have been cake for you to just ride that wave. You were already there. You were doing it, you know? Yeah, we were right in the thick of it, and people <laughs> thought I was crazy for changing. But, yeah. you know, I've always adored outlaws who follow yeah. their hearts, and, and, uh, and you know, I... I'd like to think I'm, I would have made them proud. <laughs> you also don't strike me as an individual who's afraid of a challenge. If somebody says, you know, that's a risky thing, then you're going to be the one to turn around and say, well, that's exactly what I'm going to do then. <laughs> Absolutely. And I, I think that's definitely because I grew up, you know, the youngest sister of two older brothers and, and you know, and a lot of older boy cousins who were always <laughs> telling me I couldn't do it. And I always had yeah. to just prove them wrong. <laughs> and here we are. And man, you're doing incredible things with your music as well. Crystal, I'm excited for listeners to dig deeper into Midnight Blues. Of course, we already heard the title track. Um, and coming up, we're actually going to be hearing one to get people up and moving about a little bit. It's going to be Rump Shaker. But before we get into this next block of listening, uh, I was wondering if you'd be kind enough to just give me a couple recommendations. What are some songs or who are some artists that you feel really passionate that people need to know about? Yeah, absolutely. There's so many out there. It's definitely hard to narrow it down. But at the top of my list would be a uh, Americana Roots country duo from Saskatchewan. They're called The North Sound. Mm. And they have a, they had an amazing album out in 2020 called As the Stars Explode. And they just, you know, they're it's a husband and wife duo, Forrest Eagle Speaker. He's the lead singer and writes all the songs, and his wife is a, a background singer. And they have a beautiful family, and they're just a very inspiring little duo. Needless to say, we got to get one on from the North Sound before this block is up. In fact, for your listening pleasure, it's going to be Wild Rose Country winding things down before we come back and chat. We're also going to hear one from Oneida artist Irv Lyons Jr., and you knock me out. But as promised, you ought to sing along with this song from Crystal Shawanda's brand new album, Turn It Up and Sing Along with Rum Shaker. You're listening to Gyno. Chicken wine in a 
hey, this is the one and only Mickey Free, and you're listening to Dino with Brett Maybe, the best in native music, baby. Stay tuned. We got gotcha. you.
The Norse Song from their As the Stars Explode album and Wild Rose Country coming by way of recommendation from today's featured artist, Crystal Shawanda. If you're just now tuning in, welcome back to The Conversation. I'm your host, Brett Maybe, and we're talking with this award-winning, now blues artist. She is an award-winning country artist, and you know what? She's probably going to be an award-winning jazz artist before her career is up as well. Uh, welcome back to Gyno, Crystal. Uh, again, congratulations on an amazing new album. Um, and thank you for the recommendation as well with that track that we just heard, Wild Rose Country. You're mentioning that they're a husband-wife duo, and they really use music in some pretty profound and uh, healing ways as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. A lot of the songs that Forrest writes is, really shares his journey of, you know, healing from generational trauma and, you know, and how music has helped him do that into the healthy family that they are today. So it's very inspiring. Well, thank you again for the recommendation. You're helping me to learn new music. And of course, uh, you know, all indigenous artists deserve that shout out for their hard work. Uh, we're also going to be getting your other recommendation from William Prince on before our time is up. Uh, Crystal, when we got back into the music, we were discussing the beginning of your career. Uh, of course, really family oriented. And, and as your dad said, right, if you want gigs up here, country music is what's available. But then you feel drawn back to the blues. And help me out with that quote. What's that Willie Dixon quote that uh, you shared here not too long ago? Yeah, one of my favorite quotes by Willie Dixon's is, Willie Dixon is, blues is the roots and everything else is the fruits. <laughs> and and that's and that's how I found my way back to the blues was because I kept finding all these breadcrumbs so to speak that sure. led me back to the blues. Uh, you know, Hank, you know, my love of country music being one of them. You know, Hank Williams Sr. was one of my biggest influences when it came to songwriting. And when I, I when I started digging and I read uh, an autobiography of his, I found out that everything he had learned as far as performing and writing and singing and phrasing and entertaining was from a blues man by the name of T-Tot. Mm. And so that's why Hank Williams has songs like Love Sick Blues and Long Gone <laughs> Lonesome Blues. And, and even the song he recorded, My Buckets Got a Hold of It, that was actually a cover of a blues song. Yeah. And, um, and it was actually almost, he was almost, they tried to discourage him from recording it. Um, so that's a perfect example. And, you know, and even, you know, when uh, Patsy Cline covered Hank Williams' Love Sick Blues, the way she really tore into that grit and growl, you can mm. you can tell that she wasn't just listening to country music. Sure. She had to learn that from somewhere else. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, so definitely all these little breadcrumbs just kept leading me back to the blues. Let's uh, step back a little bit. You're in Nashville. That's country heaven. But there's so much more going on down there than just that scene, too, yeah? Absolutely. Blues is, uh, you know, Nashville is a melting pot, pot of plot. It's a melting pot <laughs> of music. And, uh, you know, and it's everything. It's not just country music. They, you know, there's some of the biggest pop songs have come out of Nashville recently. You know, rock bands have come out of Nashville recently. And blues, there's definitely a budgeting blues scene in Nashville. You know, when I made the switch to blues music, I, I was really trying to, um, you know, earn my stripes, so to speak. So we started playing at a blues bar in town called Bourbon Street Blues and Boogie Bar. Mm. And so it's, the bar has been there for many, many years. And, you know, and I've been, you know, dropping by there since I first moved to Nashville. And, you know, they have a lot of great acts from the emerging blues artists to the biggest blues artists have played at that club. Um, so, yeah, Nashville serves up a little bit of everything. And needless to say, uh, you're still in love with that city that you fell in love with at 12, yeah? Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's where it's all happening. It is definitely Music City. Crystal, let's uh, let's now talk specifically about Midnight Blues and get into some of the nitty-gritty as well. Uh, production, this is produced by... Dwayne Strobel. I mean, there's a little bit more to your relationship than that, though, yeah. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Dwayne Strobel is actually my guitar player, and he's also my husband, and the, and my baby daddy, and my chauffeur, and my scratching post. <laughs> he wears a lot of different hats, but we actually met in Nashville, Tennessee, um, at a dusty old honky-tonk called Tootsie's Orchid Lounge. I was playing in the early band, and he was playing in the late band, and 
And uh, he came up to me and he was like, hey, if you ever need a guitar player, give me a call. And and I was like, well, I don't know about the guitar playing part, but I'll give you a call. <laughs> and I'm glad I did because here we are 19 years later. We're still best friends. We've got a little five-year-old, so we still like each other. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we're making great music. And, uh, you know, we've, we've been producing our albums together um, since we started on our blues career. And uh, and but for this album, I decided to step back and just be an artist again. And I gave the reins to him, so he solely produced this album, and he and he did most of the engineering on this album as well. I think uh, that fun that you have in your relationship really comes through in the album, and really this is helping uh, to just get the best out of what you have to offer with the music, you know. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, everything I know as far as production, I learned from D-Wayne. And, you know, he's his guitar playing, he's played on every album. And like I said, he plays with me on the road. So his, his playing is very much a part of my sound. And um, everybody in our fan base, the majority of the people, you know, when they come to our shows, they're just excited, to, uh, just as excited to see him as they are to see me. And, uh, you know, on social media, we're like an open book. I share everything about our life on the road. And so people, you know, it really have come to know our family and then have come to know D-Wayne through the stuff that I share on social media. And, uh, and yeah, and they see our family and we're working and living on the road. And, and, uh, and yeah, a lot of people say they're inspired by our family dynamics. And, um, you know, like any other family, we, we have our ups and downs. But, uh, you know, we, as long as we're together, we're home. That's beautiful. Uh, Crystal, this is your fifth blues album. Uh, how do you feel Midnight Blues uh, differs from your previous releases? And how did you go into the process of this recording? What were you setting out to do? Uh, you know, well, I think with past blues albums, I was trying to prove myself or trying to get approval, you know, because when I first switched to the blues, um, you know, not everybody was excited about it. Some people in the blues world felt like, you know, you don't know what you're talking about. You're a country music singer. Go back to country <laughs> music. Um, so for the, to be honest, for the first few albums, I guess I was just trying to prove myself and, and trying to figure out who am I as a blues artist, you know, because it was a whole new path. It was like starting from zero. And so I feel like how Midnight Blues is different is that I've come into my own now, and now I'm done proving myself or I'm done trying to fit in, and now I'm just being myself. This is what comes naturally. I feel like the music on this album really represents our live show and uh, what we bring to the table. And it has a little bit of everything, you know, because our that's what our live shows consist of, you know. We have those soul-wrenching laments that are going to make people cry, and then and then we have those up-tempo songs that are going to make people want to get up and dance. But at the end of the show and at the end of this album, you know, it's gonna it's it's like therapy, it's like therapy, yeah. <laughs> and you're gonna feel a lot better. Well, you know, and the listener's about to feel a lot better, too, because we're going to get back into our listening for Midnight Blues. As a matter of fact, you know, I just want to preface by saying this. Uh, I'm working on some really fun projects that uh, are some specials, if you will, and I'm looking for moon themes and, and things of that nature. So I found a perfect addition to my playlist uh, with this next track we're going to be hearing. I was wondering if you could uh, help to introduce Take a Little Walk with the Moon. Definitely. This is Take a Little Walk with the Moon, and this is a song that I wrote with my husband, Dwayne Strobel, and we wrote this with our little girl, Jawande Strobel.
Got a couple tasty tracks for your listening pleasure before I come back and wrap up my discussion with today's featured artist, Crystal Shawanda. Got one from William Prince and this one from Mark Brown and the Blues Crew. It's their take on Buddy Guy's Damn Right I Got the Blues. Turn it up and sing along. You're listening to Gyno.
Buxkin, and you're listening to Native Voice One. So am I dreaming, or is this just how we're living now? Refuse to wake, cause I have never been this close. You always think I'm leaving before I've had the chance to stay. Darling, it'll be okay. and the spark another recommendation from today's featured artist crystal shawanda welcome back to the final portion of our discussion today uh crystal has been kind enough to really turn me on and you by rights to some incredible tunes today Uh, you and william you uh, have even shared the stage before as well too yes we shared the stage a few times and you know he's my brother of the road and we've become very good friends and um, we, we actually did a really big show uh, for Canada Day a few years ago, and it was at that show that he shared a story with me about how he was watching, he actually watched my show, because Uh-oh. in Canada, um, there was a, a like a reality show, like a docu-series of me, a six-episode um, series about oh. me, 
and my journey in Nashville. And he actually told me about how he watched the show and how I inspired him. And he said, and now here I am on stage with you. So it was really cool of him to share that story with me about how I inspired him on his journey. Hey, you know what? That is really amazing. And it would be cool if uh, some youngsters here in this conversation goes and checks out the docu-series and feels inspired by it all to pick it up because that's what we need more of, right? Yes, absolutely. It's good to get inspired by as much as you can every day. I'm always looking for everything from movies, TV, books. I'm always looking to get inspired. You just got to look for it. Uh, For sure. I couldn't agree more, Crystal. We have just a couple more minutes to get caught up at this point, and I know you're a busy lady and a lot of things going on. Uh, You mentioned uh, your road brother. I mean, you're on the road right now. Yeah, you've had a busy year. Yes, absolutely. We've been on tour nonstop since April. I, I've only been home. I was home like four days in June and three days in July. So I've basically, and I'm I'm still up here in Canada on the road in between shows right now, and uh, we won't be done till the 17th. So by the time I get home, I'll have been away for six months. Yeah. <laughs> and it's insane, but, you know, we're grateful, but we're starting to get a little burnt out oh, here. Sure. Well, people don't realize the rigors of touring and, and the working musician like that. So you absolutely deserve a break. What are your plans when you get home? Are you going to unwind a little? Bit, you're gonna get right back into the studio. Oh, well, we're gonna relax for a week and then we're gonna head to Florida to Disney World. We're taking our daughter to Disney World and celebrate Halloween. It's kind of our tradition. Every Halloween, we go to Florida and we go trick or treating with some friends of ours who live in a fantastic Halloween celebrating neighborhood. And then we take her to Disney World and then we're actually going to be doing some shows in Florida. So we're kind of just, uh, you know, we're only taking a short pause and then we're doing some shows in Florida and um, other places as well in America. And yeah, we're just kind of keeping the ball rolling because once the album is released, you know, we got to stay out there and keep uh, promoting it as much as we can. Well, congratulations again on uh, an incredible new release. Uh, Where can people find Midnight Blues and more of Crystal Shawanda at? Well, you can actually right now you can hit up the pre-sale, the pre-buy on iTunes. And then it will be available um, definitely on September 30th on iTunes, and it will be on Spotify. You can follow me on Spotify and add me to your playlist because that really helps me a lot. It helps us artists a lot when you add us to your personal playlist. And, uh, and yeah, and then you could find it online on Amazon. And then um, if you'd like to keep up with me and my show dates, follow me on Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, subscribe to my YouTube channel, and also check out my website, crystalshawanda.co. Crystal, I've been looking forward to this conversation for quite some time, and I certainly wasn't disappointed. I know our listeners aren't disappointed either, and I can't thank you enough for sharing some of your enthusiasm, your passion for music and and the recording arts with me and my listeners today, and I certainly hope you'll join me on Gyno here soon. Yes, definitely. Thank you so much for squeezing me in today, and thank you, everyone, for listening. I really appreciate it. Let's get going.
this is Chris Oshawanda, and you're listening to Dino with Brett Maybe on Native Voice One. For this and past episodes of Gyno, log on to gynomusic.fm or nv1.org. Also, to discover more music from incredible indigenous artists, be sure to check out the Native Artist Directory at nativeartistdirectory.com. Yes, my bucket's got a hole in it. Yes, my bucket's got a hole in it. Yes, my bucket's got a hole in it. It don't work no more. Well, I went up on the
Native Voice One, the Native American Radio Network.